Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, come be my light. The Private Writings of the Saint of Calcutta, Chapter 10, Continued. Section 2 I Have Come to Love the Darkness. Father Nooner was able to impart to Mother Teresa invaluable insight into her trial, which she appreciated greatly. Dear Father, I can't express in words the gratitude I owe you for your kindness to me. For the first time in this eleven years, I have come to love the darkness, for I believe now that it is a part, a very, very small part, of Jesus' darkness and pain on earth. You have taught me to accept it as a spiritual side of your work, as you wrote. Today, really, I felt a deep joy that Jesus can't go anymore through the agony, but he wants to go through it in me. More than ever, I surrender myself to him. Yes, more than ever, I will be at his disposal. Your instructions and meditations have also been a great strength for me. For though my instructions to the sisters are not so beautiful and full as yours, but it is the same food, that of love and trust, that of personal love for Christ, now I feel that it is he, and not I, who helps these sisters. Yes, they are my treasure, my strength, and God's gift to me. They are his. Thank you once more for your readiness to help. I do not believe, Father, in that continual digging into one's spiritual life by long and frequent visits and talks. The help you have given me will carry me for a long time. Our spiritual life must remain simple so as to be able to understand the mind of our poor. It must have been very difficult for you to bring yourself to our level and to make things so beautifully easy for us to understand. God reward you. Dear Reverend Father Nooner, I don't know what the rules are regarding your expenses, but please accept this for your train journey. My sisters and I join to thank you for all the good you have done for us. Pray for me. Yours in Jesus, Mother Teresa M.C. I would like to go to confession before I start seeing the sisters. There is a great big group waiting. Each one wants the blessing of obedience on her resolutions. And so I have to take a part in their joys and sorrows. Thanks to Father Nooner, Mother Teresa's understanding of her interior condition deepened considerably. She came to realize that her darkness was the spiritual side of her work, a sharing in Christ's redemptive suffering. Regardless of how she had understood it, this trial of faith, hope, and love was not a purification from the defects characteristic of beginners in the spiritual life or even from those defects common to those advanced on the path of union with God. 
At the time of the inspiration, she had frankly stated to Archbishop Perrier that she had not been seeking self for some time now. Moreover, in the months prior to the inspiration of September 10th, she was, in the estimation of her confessor, near the state of ecstasy. Her darkness was an identification with those she served. She was drawn mystically into the deep pain they experienced as a result of feeling unwanted and rejected, and above all, by living without faith in God. Years before, she had been willing to offer herself as a victim for even one soul. She was now called to be united in the pain, not only with one soul, but with a multitude of souls that suffered in this terrible darkness. Father Nooner later shed light on the transformation that took place in her soul. It was the redeeming experience of her life when she realized the night of her death. It was the redeeming experience of her life when she realized that the night of her heart was the special share she had in Jesus' passion. Thus, we see that the darkness was actually the mysterious link that united her to Jesus. It is the contact of intimate longing for God. Nothing else can fill her mind. Such longing is possible only through God's own hidden presence. We cannot long for something that is not intimately close to us. Thirst is more than absence of water. It is not experienced by stones, but only by living beings that depend on water. Who knows more about living water? The person who opens the water tap daily without much thinking, or the thirst-tortured traveler in the desert in search for a spring. Henceforth, Mother Teresa began to love the darkness as an integral part of her call. She had been praying, let me share with you his pain, and she now recognized that this prayer had been answered. Jesus was letting her relive his agony, and because it was his, she was happy to take it upon herself. Father Nooner had apparently suggested more frequent meetings to assist her better. Satisfied with what she had received, she refused. Not even for spiritual direction did she allow herself to drift from the poverty of the poor. The simple help that God made available would suffice to carry her along. This complete trust in divine providence for everything, even for her spiritual needs, was a hallmark of her life. In a second letter, actually a short note to Father Nooner, written during the same retreat, she mentioned a grace she had received. She also reaffirmed her total abandonment to God's good pleasure. Dear Reverend Father Nooner, thank you for your prayer. I need not force myself to be happy or to keep up a smiling face to others. I am very happy for the good God has given me one big grace. I have surrendered completely. 
I am at his disposal. A hearty yes to God and a big smile for all. Pray that I live up to his desire. I will come and talk to you as soon as I finish with the sisters. Yours in Jesus, Mother Teresa. A few weeks later, she wrote a warm letter to two co-workers in England. I got two or three parcels of Catholic magazines, and today your book of St. John of the Cross arrived. I am just reading his works. How wonderfully he writes about God. We had such a wonderful retreat. Reverend Father Nooner spoke only of God, his love, our love, and God's poor. Everything was so beautifully joined that now it does not seem so hard to love God with our whole heart. You know, often I pray for you, and each time I ask the same thing, make them holy. The rest I think he will give you, if you have his holiness, his love. Keep smiling, pray together. And Jesus will always fill your hearts with his love for each other. Although she had written to Father Nooner that she couldn't profit from spiritual books, she was able to profit from the works of St. John of the Cross. Significantly, it was not the masterly description of interior purification during the dark night that attracted her attention but rather all that the Spanish mystic had written about God. Though familiar with the Carmelite saint's thought, she did not label her own suffering as a dark night. She had the intuition, and now a confirmation from her spiritual director, that though the sufferings were similar, their purpose was different. Her friends would not have known what she was referring to when she hinted at the change within her. Now, it does not really seem so hard. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In these letters to Father Nooner, that largely are taking place in a retreat. So they're in a retreat. Lots of sisters are there. Father's giving conferences. Father's hearing confessions. But at the same time, Mother, as their superior, was meeting with her sisters. And she says that they wanted to have her blessing on their initiatives so that they could have obedience behind them. They could be blessed by taking part in the obedience of their life. That with mother giving her yes, then the sisters were even more confident that what they were doing was from the Lord. And this kind of blessing that comes from obedience 
has been something we've seen with mother all through her religious life. She wanted also to have obedience. She wanted to be blessed. She wanted to check things, make sure she was on the right track, make sure that what she was doing had the approval of these spiritual fathers. Now, Mother Teresa got particularly good advice from this Father Nooner. And as we've seen tonight, a shift happened in her. It wasn't that she was just accepting what was happening. She now began to appreciate. She now began to love it because she understood it as part of her call. And the part that it had was not so much about purifying her soul. It was not so much about leading her into a greater union with God. It was very much tied to her apostolate. It was very much tied to saving souls. That she was giving her life to Christ because he had given his life to her. And she was participating in, sharing in his agony. And that's why she was so enamored by John of the Cross's talking about God. She herself was captivated by God. Even if she wasn't aware of his presence at times, even if it seemed to her that she did, wasn't loving him, she was. And this life that she was living, this sharing in Christ's passion, his agony, sharing in his sense of abandonment in a smaller way, was meant to help save souls. She was undergoing what many people, many atheists, many people who find great difficulty in believing, people who don't know God at all, what they go through, she was, in a sense, also going through. She, though, had faith. She had love. She had hope. But God wanted her to sympathize with these people. God wanted them to have a saint who could say to them, I know what you're going through. I know what you're feeling. I too have been given the grace to experience this. And so we see that this darkness of mother's life was very much meant for her apostolate. Meant in the sense, as we saw in yesterday's reading, meant to strip her of any reliance on herself so that when the fame came, when other things happened, she would be so convinced it was Christ in her. But also the things she was going through would be offered up. They could be used for the apostolate. They could be used to save souls. And that's why Mother Teresa really wasn't that concerned about having these long chats with her spiritual director. She really wasn't that interested in herself. What she was really interested in was Jesus and his father and the work that they were calling her to with the poor. What she was really interested in 
was living in this loving relationship with the Father and the Son in the Holy Spirit. Even if she couldn't grasp what was happening to her, the fundamental thrust of her life, the fundamental meaning of her life, was living the life of God. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.